John the Viking Mauser here with the Get Strong or Die podcast. Today my guest is Jessica Brown. How are you doing today? Okay, how about you? Pretty good. Um, so uh, let's get started. Um, let's tell some of our um, listeners just a little bit about yourself. How did you get into uh, lifting weights and, and powerlifting and all that? What kind of, when did you lift your first barbell? All, all those sorts of things. Um, first time I ever lifted was about six years ago. Um, I, I was very, very sad. I, I was like 88 pounds and, um, I just realized that I didn't want to be skinny anymore. So I started eating a lot and lifting and I lifted in my own house for a long time. And then I went to a gym and somebody told me I was strong and I did my first meet three weeks later and I somehow became a lead my first meet. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Um, so you said you started eating a lot. Tell tell us about that. Like what's, what's a lot? Uh, well, before I suffered, well, I mean, I guess it suffered from, I was anorexic and bulimic, so I just wouldn't eat, so I just started eating 2,000 calories, I heard someone say 2,000 calories, and I was like, I'm going to make sure I eat it every day, and I'm going to work out every day. <clears throat> and that was at uh, 88 pounds, you were eating 2,000 calories? Yeah, I started right at 88 pounds, and I think I gained, I know I went up to one, I was in the 123 class um, a year after that. Oh, wow. That's that's pretty pretty fast. <laughs> yes, yeah, I gained pretty fast, and I muscle, I gained muscle really, really, really fast. Did you have any issues with the um, the weight gain that quickly? Uh, no, I had not. Actually, I felt a lot better. Like, before that, I had a lot of hip issues. And just my weights hurt a lot, and I don't know if it's just because constantly being dehydrated, not eating enough, um, but my body reacted great. Like, I felt amazing. Very cool. Um, when you first started, did you kind of, um, were you, were you like doing powerlifting type stuff, or did, were you just kind of making it up at the time, or what was like, what was like your first routine like? Um, I was really just making it up a lot. I uh, seen some girls at different gyms like when I was in my house I just looked I googled everything but when I went to the gym I see girls and like guys in there doing stuff and I kind of just mimic them and just try to learn as much as I could and then I just more and more just started looking into it um and then after that it was more like people came up to me asking me like um do I do anything? Like, am I a bodybuilder or do I powerlift? And I, I said no. I had no idea what it really was. And then um, a guy that owned the gym that I was at told me I should be a powerlifter. He said that I was really strong. And so I, he's like, there's a need three weeks to do it. And I just did it. I had no idea what it really even was. <laughs> so did you uh did you change your training for those three weeks or did you just kind of keep making it up and <sighs> i just kept going <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's cool well, how did you do in the first meet um i had a 600 total 
Um, I think I was 123 pounds. I think it maybe, no, it was 690, wasn't it? Yeah, it was 690. Uh, and they told me I was a lead, which I guess was really good. And uh, that was the first time I ever tried wraps. It was the first time I ever really, I didn't know what I was doing. I had no clue what I was doing. Um, I had never even, I never even put wraps on. I always did naked knees, not even sleeves. And they just put me in some wraps and I went out there and squatted. Wow. It was, it was a good meet. It was fun. And I didn't stop. So. <laughs> Very cool. So uh, did you miss any lifts at that meet or did you go nine and nine or how was it? I missed some lifts. I think, I think it was bench. I think I missed one lift and it was bench. Yeah. Very cool. Um, so then after that, did you, um, how did training change after that? A lot. Like, that's when I started taking it more serious. Um, we decided since I was, I was a light 123, I didn't even weigh in the day before. I weighed in the day of the meet, and I think I weighed in, like, 120. So we're like, let's cut and see if you can do the same numbers, but at a lower weight class. So we did do that with, like, the 114 weight class. Which I would literally die to try to be in right now. Like I think I would die. Um, so I I did that once, but I really didn't like being in that class. It's like hard to find people competitive. Um, so back to which way three after that. And I, I don't know. I I mean I was like natty for a month of time before, and but you can see that the difference in my numbers from one to the other stage of, uh, if you look it up, you'll see, like, um, I got about 800 natural, 900 total, and then all of a sudden I went to the open and I had, uh, what was it, 1,000? I don't know. Yeah, it was over, it was like 1,100. <laughs> so it was, it was a crazy, like, big, huge thing. Um, but... Yeah, I, I just, my training-wise, I made up everything. I, we just sat there and we'd be like, what's your weaknesses? And then we'd go on. This is the first year I've ever had a coach. First five years, you're so Wing it, grind it out, make it hurt. Don't stop until you're Meathead stuff. Very yeah. meathead. <laughs> I, th- I think that's uh, pretty common. <laughs> pretty yeah. common start. <laughs> I'm surprised I didn't get hurt. That's a we just we just pushed really really hard and i ate a bunch (laughs) (laughs) so uh how was it going from that to the open then um tell us how you made those decisions and um and and how that changed everything um well i did my first professional like i i guess i had to be a pro to go to this meet. I qualified for it, and this meet was supposed to be like qualifier to go to the XBC. So I really wanted to go to the Arnold, and I went. I drove. I was cutting, and I drove myself all the way to New Jersey. Um, I think I was like I only I couldn't eat all day. I couldn't drink any water. I drove there, and I did the meet and everything and I did really well um, with my squad which is usually how it goes for me um, 
and they said that my squad qualified me for the U.S. Open. I'd never even heard of it, and it was like, yeah, it was the first one they ever did. So I heard that there was like prize money, and I never heard of like prize money from powerlifting at the time. It was like you just win, and you know that was it. There was nothing serious about it. Yeah, and so. I had a choice to either go to the Arnold for the XBC or to go to the US Open. And that's when I was like, nah, I, I want to take this serious. I'm going to train as serious as I possibly can and go to the Open and win. Um, the girls there at the Open were a lot more uh, a seasoned than I am. Um, a lot of them didn't take me any serious. They didn't take me serious. They didn't really want anything to do with me. Like, you could tell I was the odd one out completely. Everybody knew everybody but me. She was the no-name coming up from nothing and didn't have numbers on the board. And, and nobody I, was worried. I just remember, like, seeing these videos because, of course, I looked at the people I was going against. Like, I just wanted to know who they were. And some of these girls were, like, this one specifically would be, like, I've never lost before. I've never, like, just really, really, like, she was pretty sure she was going to win, and I won by 102 pounds, so I was like, that was probably one of my most favorite meets I've ever done, so I'm glad I did choose U.S. Open then. <clears throat> cool. So, so that was your first really big um, powerlifting meet. Uh, can you tell us... Um, from there, just some of the highlights and some of the bigger meets. And uh, I know you have uh, a bunch of records and all kinds of stuff. Can you kind of um, just give us a, a breakdown of those? Yeah. Um, I did the U.S. That was the first U.S. Open. The second, the next one I did was the L.A. Fitzmo. Um, and I won best, best lifter of men and women there. There was a lot of people, like, branded out. There were so many people there big names that like Larry Wills and I, I it blew my mind that I won out of all these people um, and then after that I went to the US Open just like a few months later and I went against Steph Cohen I got the world record squad but she won by like 20-30 pounds um, I kind of kind of regret going nine for nine then like I wish I pushed myself a little bit more because um, I've always like wanted to go nine for nine I felt accomplished about that but I always I, I guess I second guess myself um, but I really love that meet that meet was really I mean that world record spot I, I've never felt so proud of something so uh, then it was like I was getting invited invited and I got invited to be like Team USA, um, but I ended up not not end up I ended up not going. So I got invited again to the US Open. I didn't do it this year, um, but then I did this last week, and I was chasing 500. But I ended up getting four world records in that federation. So very cool. Total squat, bench, and deadlift. Nice. Now, did you play any? Um sports in in high school or, or anything like that um i wrestled in high school that's badass uh, i know <laughs> i 
wrestled for a year. I loved it. Uh, my dad wasn't a fan, so I had to quit. But I wrestled, and then um, I played soccer for like I don't know for years. Very cool. <laughs> so how long? How long did you wrestle for? Just just one year, or just one year? It was like um, it was a full year, and it was kind of fun. Like there was actually a lot of guys in my weight class, which was like the smallest one. And I want to say we were like ninety pounds or something. Like we were tiny, but there was a lot of guys. And if I could beat them, I could be I could be the one that goes and actually gets on the mat, and I beat twice so I was pretty proud of that very cool <laughs> so uh what do you <laughs> that that's awesome um so what do you have uh what do you have coming up next I know we talked about it before um we started recording here but um what do you have uh coming up next um well I there was a meet in California I was gonna do um it's CC Ingram's like and at the you know where they hold the U.S. Open, uh, but I don't think I'm gonna do it. I was gonna go and try um, raw squat because I've never, as I told you, my first meet they threw me in wraps. I've never done sleeves, so I wanted to see. But um, I really love I love lifting heavy, and if something makes me lift heavier, I'm gonna use it. And that's just how I am, and I don't think I really care enough to to go. There. Like I do it in the gym, but to fly all the way out to San Diego just to see something like that and spend mainly those three months of it's eat, sleep, breathe, lifting. It's my whole life is that. So I'd rather spend it to getting an over five hundred pound squat and and be on paper. Yeah. Very cool. So I'm going to go to Bruce Strings and I'll be there October 26th for their visit. <clears throat> um, so speaking of uh, equipment and gear and stuff, um, can you tell us a little bit about using um, the equipment and stuff? You know, there's a lot of people that are, some people don't care. Some people think it's dumb. Some people love it. Can you just tell me, just tell us a little bit uh, your thoughts on it and like kind of how you utilize it in, in training and stuff? Um, well, I, I know, like, a lot of people are against, like, um, the single-ply, multi-ply suits. Um, I don't use them. I don't think I ever will. Um, just because there's not, like, it. there is people that, you know, make a lot of, like, leaps with those, the suits, but there's people also killing it with just wraps and in sleep and in, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't think that's for me, but between wrapped and sleeves, there is a huge difference if you know how to use wraps. Right. Like, I can get like 80 pounds out of my wraps and 80 pounds is a lot. Oh yeah, <laughs> so for sure. I can put 80 more pounds on my back to squat, I'm going to do it. I think powerlifting is all about lifting as heavy as you can. So if you have to put a suit on to lift that heavy, then do it. It's not my thing, but I I want to do it with some knee sleeves on. Like I, the way I use them, though, and I don't train with them all the time. Like I last the 
sleeves. Well, I, I don't even use sleeves. I'll go naked knees more than I use wraps. And that's in training, you mean? That's in training. But whenever I'm going to be on stage, I'll be in my wraps. Right. My tightness right <clears throat> I still have marks all over my legs from three weeks ago. Like, they cut you. Like, they're supposed to hurt. Yeah. You know, some people don't like them. But if they don't like them, then they can stay the fuck out of, you know, my category. There's right. categories for pretty much fucking everything. So. Yeah, I think that's, uh, you know, there's all this fighting over it, but powerlifting is a unique sport because there's so many, there's so many federations and then so many divisions and, and you can kind of go wherever you want. So I'm not sure why anybody cares, you know, that's what I don't get. I don't really get it either, but like it kind of sucks that there's so many federations and so many ways to do it. Cause I think it kind of makes it like where people don't really take it as serious as they do like bodybuilding or, you know, other sports. But at the same time, like why bitch about like, oh, this person's in a suit and this person's in sleeves. Like, I don't care what they do. Why, you know? Yeah. You shouldn't care what other people do. They, it has nothing to do with you. Or right. <clears throat> That's cool. Um, so uh, when you're picking out your knee wraps, because uh, there's different types, right? Um, I know you're, a, you're an Unbreakable Gear-sponsored athlete, and they have different types of wraps. Um, how do you go about picking out the type for you? Because uh, some are a lot stiffer, some are more springy. Um, how did you figure out which ones you like? And, and could you, uh, you know, tell some of the listeners that may be interested in trying them out, kind of how you figured out what you liked? Uh, well, I am very lucky. Unbreakable takes very good care of me. They have gave me every one of their wraps to try and use. And honestly, I use all of them. Because when I'm training, um, at the beginning, when I first start back into wraps, I go for my, my more stretchy, like softer wraps, which still, even with Unbreakable, most people are like, these are stretchy, like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, well, you haven't seen my other ones yet. <laughs> um, so those are the, like, lime green ones. Um, and they're just like, they're a softer wrap. I just to get back into it because it hurts like it's painful um so you have to get back into being wrapped right so i'll use those for like a week or two maybe and then i'll go to my um, i think it's my the red ones are the destroyers yeah and then i'll go back into those and it's like that's when i'm starting to get kind of like callous on my knee the top of my knee and I'm like, all right, I feel a little bit better. But I'll stay in those for, like, the rest of the meet. And those are, like, medium. And then they're the black ones with the blue on them. Yeah. Horses. They are so stiff, like, you can barely pull. But once you get a little bit of pull into them, you can't walk. Like, <laughs> you have to mentally shut yourself out to, like, I want to like just give up. <laughs> like they are so stiff. Like I get, as I said, I can get like eighty pounds out of these wraps. Yeah. Like, but I don't use those um, except for the last, like my openers. Um, so I hit my openers for squat. What is it? Eleven to 
comes out. And then I use them that one time, and then I'll use them while I'm at the meeting, and that's it. Because I want to keep them really, really tight. Yeah. In my head, I think that people should get more than one wrap. I think you should have at least two. But starting out, I would just get, you know, the, 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 the green ones, the lime green ones. Just get those, <laughs> relax, learn how to use them. <laughs> I think that's solid advice. Thanks. Um, yeah, it, it, people talk about it all the time. Geared lifting is very uncomfortable. Um, you know, especially when you get into suits and stuff, but the wraps, I mean, you, you can watch the videos. People are hobbling around, <laughs> you know, yeah, you pretty much walk like a penguin all the way up to the stage. I can't really like cheer for myself cause I'll jump up. Like, like I'm like, yeah, but it looks hilarious because, my legs are just dead. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't even look right. <laughs> That's cool. So, um, how has uh, your nutrition changed from, you know, when you first started and you were just doing 2,000 calories or whatever? Uh, what kind of changes have you made from then till now? Uh, it's changed so many different times. Like, when I started with the 2,000 calories, I told myself I would only eat, like, clean 2,000 calories. And I did for like a year. I was really good. Uh, and then I went from just eating whatever I wanted. I didn't really care as long as I ate enough. Um, and I didn't, I don't know, like it's always been in my head that I don't really care about like anything except for getting stronger. So I knew at that point in the beginning, because I was only like two, three years in it, if I, whatever, as long as I had a surplus, um, I was going to get stronger. Mm-hmm. So I did. But then recently I started realizing I've, I've got so much muscle on me that I need to also be lean. So to be in my weight class, yeah. even make it. So it's changed a lot now. It's like I do your macros, but I try to stay pretty clean, pretty consistent. I eat a lot of protein. I eat about 160 grams, and I weigh only like 135. So for me, that's a lot. Yeah. Um, and I only eat like during prep. I only eat like maybe 1,400 calories, and it's all pretty clean. Cool. Uh, so you're not um, you're not avoiding carbohydrates or anything like that, or no, but I don't eat a lot of them. I mean, I like during prep. I eat about 90 grams okay um, but when it starts getting closer i start taking them out mm-hmm. that's just for weight purposes that's just for weight purposes like it holds like every gram of carbs holds like so many grams of water right so you if you just get rid of those like um you're gonna shred weight and it's mainly water weight yeah <clears throat> that's cool um and then are you getting your any of your protein from um like supplements or is it all food or how how are you doing that i i uh i'm weird about that like i don't really like um protein powders what not i'd rather just eat it um i i don't really actually i was sponsored by like a uh supplement company but uh and the thing was is that they give me whatever I wanted when I go in there, but I don't use any of it. So I started realizing, like, why am I 
promoting something that I don't use and kept me feel bad. So I just told them as nicely as I could. I just don't want to do that anymore. Yeah. <clears throat> um, do you use any kind of uh, pre-workouts or anything like that? Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> I drink a white monster. <laughs> <laughs> the white monsters. <laughs> yeah, a white monster. Um, once in a while, he'll be like, try a free workout, blah, blah, blah. And it's funny because when I do, it hits me hard. Yeah. And cause, I mean, I don't do it for like one, every six months. And I'll just be like, monster. Monster. something stupid. Yes. Because he uses the stuff that's like, like, I, a crackhead. <laughs> Well, your body weight, it's probably a lot. I mean... <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's, probably, it's probably not, not something I should do. <laughs> I definitely... Have to, of course, I have to have my monster every day. So, like, on top of the monster, I'm taking three mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, you guys look like you have a lot of fun in the gym. Um can you tell us like uh, what a training session is like at, at your level and stuff? Cause I know you take it really serious and you can see that, but you can also see like you guys are having a blast in there and stuff. Can you, um, can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, well, we enjoy like lifting, like that's probably like 80% of our relationship. And then like it's lifting. Like it's like, what are we going to do today? We know lifting's there, but it involves, our day involves around that. So, yeah. Work. What's after work? What we're gonna eat? Like it just everything goes around that. So when we get to the gym, according to what we're gonna do, but mine is my lift is always like if it's my main lift, will always be like squat, bench, or deadlift, and everything incorporates around those to make me stronger. Mm-hmm. So I'll go in and squat, and then I'll do like three accessories that help my squat. And then I'll do little things or whatever. But I have, as I told you, a coach now. And he pretty much tells me what to do. But he knows how I am. He knows I'm very hard-headed. And I think I know everything. And um, he knows that, again, that what I want to do is go in there and do either squat, bench, or deadlift. And it's got to be the same days every day because I'm very just... I'm like OCD about the way I lift and how strong I'm gonna get it. I have, I feel like I have to, I have to be stronger every day. Um, so we'll, yeah, we'll just go in there and we spend like three hours in the gym. Yeah, weekends are usually like the off days, the unimportant days. We go just because we enjoy going and just have fun. And we'll have fun. We'll make dumb videos like we just posted and goof off. Yeah. Get a small workout in, but we do a lot of videoing, and I'm always, we always get ideas to make something funny. But Tuesday, Wednesday, and Saturday is very serious days for me. So, like, I'm like, those are my days where I don't want anybody talking to me. I don't want to talk to anybody. I'm not, like, I just want to make sure I do everything and do it perfect. <clears throat> now, is that, a, is that a problem with with your level and, and everything, I'm sure you're probably pretty popular at the gym. Are people always trying to swarm you or? Uh, sometimes. And then a lot of people find, I, it find me intimidating. 
Denver don't they'll see how serious I am. Um, like if I go to Gold's Gym, sometimes it's a problem. But like if I go to like my gym, Missing Link, no, because everybody knows that I'm very serious, and most everybody in there is very serious about what they're doing. Yeah. And that's why I like that gym because it's like it's strong man. It's a lot of CrossFit and powerlifting. It's bodybuilding. But the people that go there, they want to actually work out. They don't want to talk. Right. They want to work out. And if they do talk, they're usually like, oh, how'd you do this? And just trying to learn something. But they won't do it when I'm like in the middle of my set or, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They have yeah. common respect, but Gold's Gem is like, oh, bro, like, how'd you get such bad, the big traps? And I'm just like, that lives, get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> <laughs> that, it's just wherever you go. Kind of <laughs> so I saw, uh, not too long ago, <clears throat> it may have been longer than I remember, but uh, I saw you, uh, you were doing uh, some log lifting and, and maybe a few other strongman things. When are we going to see you uh, do some strongman competitions? Um, yeah, that actually was my first goal. Um, I wanted to do strongman. Uh, I had no idea what powerlifting was. I didn't know what bodybuilding was, but I always watched strongman. Like it was be late at night, and I'd be watching, and I was like, I want to be able to pull a truck. I want to be able to, you know, shoulder press, and I'm still working on the shoulder pressing two twenty five. Um, to eat him down the stairs. I want to pick him up and just throw him down the <laughs> stairs. So I have to work on my overhead. <laughs> but, uh, so that was actually my first goal. And um, I there's a couple of strong men like what Jamie? What's her last name? Um, Christensen. But yes. Yeah. They're all into like strong man stuff and. The Hatch Brothers, we talked to them a lot. We're good buddies with them down in uh, Jim and Massachusetts, where I'm from originally. And I'd really love to try it. I would, but I have to put my 100% in powerlifting. And once I do everything that I feel like I mentally want done, then I want to go somewhere else because I don't want to powerlift like, forever. I want to do other things. Mm-hmm. But if I do other things, like if I do, you know... Strongman, I want to get my pro card. I want to be able to be like, well, I'm ranked here. Yeah. I have to. I have to have goals, and I have to get them all. <clears throat> Very cool. Well, you should definitely uh, do your first competition in West Virginia. Just saying. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, that would be. That would be cool. We could definitely set that up because I definitely don't know where anything is. So I would have to I would have to have some some kind of help. Yeah, and we can uh, get you up here and press a uh, Mauser block. Uh, have you seen those yet? Yeah, sorry, I had to turn off my AC. Oh, it's all good. <clears throat> yeah, so that would be very cool. So uh, when anytime you're ready to do strongman, let me know, and we'll uh, we'll get you to West Virginia. <laughs> And you can, uh, you can get your feet wet there. Very cool. Um, so, uh, tell us about, um, sponsors. Uh, I know, um, Unbreakable Gear, um, do you have any other sponsors? And if you had advice for people that were maybe, 
um, you know, wanting to get sponsored or if, if they were being approached by companies and stuff, if you have any advice for them? Um, well, I have unbreakable gear. Um, I just was asked by Norse Fitness, so I, I accepted that. Um, there's, I was dumbfounded by that one. Um, I've always liked, liked their stuff and, and looked at their page and always wanted to go to their gym and I, I was really like shocked when they asked um, and then I also had movement muscle therapy um, that is an athletic massage place and recovery so uh, pretty much it's, it's kind of nice like Unbreakable has covered in everything that I need I use their belt and their knee wraps and their um, wrist wraps and um, then I have Norse Fitness which is a lot of clothing um, they're going to send me a few other things for me to try out because um, they also have like knee sleeves or whatever um, as I told you though I really love my knee wraps so I, I don't think I'll ever change from the knee wraps that I use which is unbreakables. Yeah. Um, and then movement muscle therapy, they, she does work on me anytime I feel bad or there's something I might like be off or anything. So that's really nice. Like she will come to my meets and even work on me while I'm at my meet. No matter. She went all the way to San Diego from North Carolina to San Diego. Oh, wow. To work just to make sure I was good. So, that's cool. It's real, um, but as of people wanting to get sponsored, um, I never looked for a sponsor. I, I could never find myself begging anyone or asking someone. If somebody wants you, they will come to you. Let people come to you. Know your worth. Don't don't go asking people. Like, do let your work and your strength and the person you are. Let that get you somewhere. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> yeah, I agree. Um, so, uh, you know, powerlifting, or well, any sport really, <clears throat> is, um, you know, people talk about how how uh, mental it is. Um, would you agree that the powerlifting is largely mental? And are there any uh, kind of uh, mental I don't know what the word would be, maybe techniques or things that you do to kind of stay focused and be prepared and not get psyched out or freak out or anything like that? Yeah, I think anything with any kind of athletic things are are mental. I think mental actually is like 80% of it because there's been my mental block, I guess you could say, is deadlifts. I can, there's days that I can just crush deadlifts and feel amazing and then one day I could be like well I remember when you hurt yourself just like oh it's gonna happen again today and then I'm just right so mental yes but what I found that helps me with like getting ready for a meet um a lot of people think it's funny because I'm really calm or I'll be like either joking or unimagined like it's not serious out of um a lot of my biggest meets, people are like, I had no idea how you'd act, but this is the way I thought. 
because I just cough, and uh, the only time I'm really focused is when it's warm up time, and then when it's about time to get on stage. Other than that, I'll talk and I'll kind of relax and just eat the, like whatever I have, a bagel and chill. But uh, like when I'm on like that, hold me prep every single day, especially the first, the last two weeks. I mentally play the list in my head and I make sure in my head that I'm doing the exact same thing over and over and I'm making the lift and I'm everything, even down to like the kite. I even play that in my head and I usually do it when I'm like doing my cardio. But in my head, I feel like if I already know what's going to happen, it's going to happen. Wow. So that helps me. Very cool. So you're big into visualizing then. Yes, very big. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, about how far out from a uh, like a meet do you really start doing that? I'd say the, like last two weeks. It's very, very. And that's when I'm more in tune what I'm gonna do because I already know like what the numbers are gonna be looking like. Yeah. And but yes, and it helps me because that last week I cut a lot of water weight. But if I can sit there and think about cutting water weight is mental also it's it it can it's almost worse than the whole prep like you're draining every bit of water out of you and sometimes in your head you're like is it worth it is this really fucking worth it like i'm in pain i hurt i can't eat i hate everything my hormones are horrible but if i can sit there and visualize me getting those numbers getting a 500 pound squat getting some over 200 pound you know bench press and getting these things that i know that i can do in my head it helps me through everything and then when i get to the meet i'm calm i feel great very cool um so you mentioned um uh getting hurt at some point what kind of uh injuries have you had since you kind of got started in powerlifting um well, I've ripped my hip flexor you know, almost all the way through. That was like the beginning of when I started. It was like right after my first meet. And then I got that. I, I ended up being okay with that. But with that, it has caused issues with my lower back. And um, the LA Fitzpo, the like my upper rhomboid was like, I guess it pinched in my shoulder blade. And the lady I told you about that works on me, she worked on me for five days straight, and she made it kind of okay. Like, it was to the point I couldn't turn my neck um, at all without, like, wanting to cry. Like, it was really bad. But she made it, like, you know, I'd say 50, 60% better, which was great. But then I went and did my deadlift at the end, and I just re-fucked it all back up. So it was just intense nerve damage, little things I know I have. Like right now, right now I can't feel my thigh, um, like the skin. Uh, and I'm pretty sure I pinched the nerve in my hip. Oh, wow. Yeah, little, little things, um, but nothing like it that took me out. Um, you know, I've seen some really bad things lately, so... Nothing. I can't complain. <laughs> there you go. Well, that's good. And, and you've been in, uh, the, you said six years? 
six years of lifting and five years of powerlifting. Yeah, I'd say that that's pretty good. I mean, that, that definitely says something about, um, you know, the way you're training and stuff if you haven't had, because anybody else I talk to usually in five years, you know. Yes, that's <laughs> what I hear too, and I, I can't complain. Yeah, five years usually they, there's a lot of scars already. <laughs> mentioned um doing cardio for your weight cuts what kind of um what kind of cardio are you, are you doing and about like do you do that year round or do you just only do that a few weeks out or how does that work um well before i only did like you know the bro like walking on incline uh you know stuff i'd walk on incline like 20 minutes to an hour to according to how close I was to my knee, what I needed to cut. Um, and my weight cuts used to be really, really bad. And this is all again when I went to like Gold's Gym, Bro Gym, didn't really, you know, just pretty much bro lifted, but I was just really strong and power lifted. Well, I started going to Missing Link and um, we, we started making me do like like not hit like circuit training yeah um, I'll do like box jumps pull ups uh, sled pulls uh, sled push I mean there's so many things that I do and uh, I cut down so easily this time like I was like 132 compared to me usually being like 140 142 trying to cut to 123 <laughs> so uh yeah, circuit training. We'll do that at the end. Um, at the beginning, I maybe did it like two or three times a week. But there at the end, I was doing it uh, like I would say up until about four or five weeks out. I was doing it five days a week. But then when you start lifting heavy like that, your joints start hurting. You don't want to do it anymore. So I went back to the whole walking on incline and kind of just maintained and then um I went I was like 130 132 and after those five weeks I was about 135 when I started to cut because you know circuit training took a lot more out of me but I can't not at that time I was eating like 1200 calories like I can't take any more calories away it's not healthy right already so I pretty much just let myself gain a little bit of weight um, stay strong and did a little bit of cardio that didn't kill my joints. Um, didn't do the circuit anymore. Um, started back to the walking on incline, and that's it. Like that, wow. that's what I do for me prep. Now that I'm off, I have about five weeks off. I gave myself two weeks to pretty much eat whatever I want. Um, I've been eating my protein still. I'm very big on protein. Like I am not fucking vegan at all. Like I. <laughs> Should eat their meat. Um, 
I'm very, very like I push me into that man's mouth from there. Like I, I, I think it's so good. really bad, but yes, I'm really big into meat and protein, and it recover the recovery for it. So, um, especially, yeah. Especially like right now when I'm off everything, like I think I should be eating a lot of it. Um, I I eat a lot of protein, get get all better, and um, my cardio right now is non-existing. But again, like I for those those twelve weeks, you push so hard and your diet's so perfect. You deserve a couple weeks off. You don't want to you don't want to mentally hurt yourself and not want to do this anymore. Yeah, for sure. But I'm going to go right back to it next week. <laughs> so what's a, what's a cheat meal look like for you when you're just doing whatever? <laughs> oh, I, <laughs> I eat a lot. Uh, it's usually like, I like burgers, sushi, and pizza. It's, it's one of those or all of those. <laughs> all of them? Uh, <laughs> I've ate up to 5,000 calories, and that's for me is a lot because I'm, pretty impressive <laughs> yeah it, I mean it hurt but I was I was gonna get those leverages <laughs> yeah <laughs> very cool so now you're just doing like a, a water load and cut um the week the week of like once you've kind of got down to like 132 or whatever 135 and then you just cut the rest with water yeah um what does that kind of look like um so the week before I start um, drinking a lot of water. I drink distilled water. Um, I'll drink two gallons for two days. Um, and my body pretty much just, I can't stop using the bathroom all day. Um, but that's for two days. Then the next day is a gallon. The next day is um, a half or three fourths, a half, a quarter. And then that Thursday, because weigh ins are Friday. Yeah. That I drink no water, have no food. Um, I might have like a shot of espresso, just so I keep using the bathroom. Um, but I also, while I'm tapering my water, I taper my carbs. So, as I told you, I eat a lot of carbs, but I'll go from ninety to like fifteen to forty to forty to forty to nine, and. Uh, the carbs also change. It's not rice and stuff. It'll be vegetable only. Mm-hmm. Uh, and meats will only be um, fish. Cool. So it, it's pretty gross. <laughs> do you, uh, you don't do anything with sodium? Oh, no. Sodium goes too. Okay. Um, it tapers right down to pretty much almost none. Cool. Um, and then do you use anything like dandelion root or anything like that? I've never had, I've never had to, um, use any diuretics. I, I've done it once. Um, I'm, I'm, I think that, uh, it should be 
talked about because when I was handed a license and uh, it really messed me up. So I don't mess with any diuretics. Um, I don't use any any kind of like uh, what is it laxatives or anything. I, yeah. I don't use that. I I just eat a lot of vegetables. Vegetables itself has a lot of fiber. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never had any problem. And actually this time, with the help of everyone, um, I was still using the bathroom. I wasn't even that dehydrated through all of it. Mm-hmm. And I felt great. Cool. And as in a winning. Very cool. <clears throat> Have you ever had any... Um, like stomach issues or anything from the the uh, the water cuts or anything like that, especially like after you refeed. Sometimes people just like you know you, their body can't handle it. Oh yeah, every almost every time I do, especially if I go from eating that clean and then all of a sudden I go just crazy on like whatever I want to eat, and I think that kind of affected me this last. Um, I should have just went back to eating like normal food, like rice and, and chicken. But instead, I was like, I'm eating pizza and blah, blah, blah. And uh, I did. And it, I paid for it. But uh, there's easy ways to like to, to counteract those things. It might not be the, the best thing to do. What you should do is just continue to eat clean. And then after the meat, have fun. Which is what I'm going to do next time. Um, but you always learn from your mistakes. Yeah. Um, I've had really bad issues. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's pretty common. Um, pro- probably especially in your weight class and stuff. Being being smaller, it's probably if you're gaining, you know, twenty pounds back and stuff. That's a big percentage of what you weigh. So I'm yeah. sure. If you're losing that and then regaining it. Yeah. It's 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 painful almost. <laughs> yeah. Um, I yeah, I can imagine. I've only ever cut weight once and I did, I did 30 pounds in a week, but I weighed, I weighed like almost 300. So it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't a big deal. And then, um, my stomach was pretty, pretty good afterwards, but I could see if you were way lighter. I mean, that would be pretty rough. Yeah. And like the the coach I have now, he pretty much told me he doesn't want me losing any more than like 10 to 12% of my body. Yeah. Body weight anymore. So I have to get lean if I want to be in that weight class, or I might as well just go up weight class. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd agree with that. <clears throat> um, so uh, earlier he said um, when you were talking about eating meat and stuff, you said you eat more meat. Um, and he said when you were off cycle, do you mind to talk about that at all? Yeah. Um, so when people take anything, any kind of steroid, what it does is it's for recovery. It mainly recovers your muscles to where you can work out more um, than you, you, most people can. And your your recovery is faster. Yeah. Why it's faster is because your protein it increases it. So that means it takes the protein you eat and your body utilizes it better. Right. So when I'm off, I don't have that, so I eat more protein. So I try to counteract it pretty much. So you're you're um, I'm assuming you're cycling on and off based on uh, like the meat times. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> um, can you tell us a little bit about that? Like, you know, how long's an an on and how long's off for you usually? 
some really long ones. <laughs> okay, so uh, when I started, he didn't have as much knowledge as we do now about women and cycles because a lot of women don't talk about it. Yeah. Or, like, men think that women should do the same thing that they do, and that is very untrue. You should, as a woman, you should not, you should talk to another woman. Um, so... Uh, a lot of times it was like, we didn't really know, but thankfully, we never did too much. He, he understood that and helped me with that, but now, um, now that I've, I, I pretty much figured out what I like and what I like to do, uh, for me, and I'm not saying the girls should do this, because I don't think that they should, uh, I am on for according to what it is, okay? Because there's some things that aren't as bad as others. Um, but like Anavar, I will take Anavar up to 20 weeks. Okay. And that's a long cycle for most girls. If they were to ask me right now, I would say absolutely not. Six to eight weeks only. 10 milligrams. But I also bump that Anavar up to 50 milligrams. Um, and I don't just take Anavar. So I... Like, we'll do 20 weeks of that. Then next thing you know, like, 14 weeks out, I add something else. Uh, 12 weeks out, I start something else. And then I continue all of that until the meet. And the meet day, I use TNE. Um, it's called Testo Ester. Um, and I'll use that for the meet day. Cool. It's a lot of And what, what does that do for you on the meet day? What is the What's the purpose of that? Oh, the Tesno ester is, um, okay, so test, um, come, is, either comes in, like, a long ester or a short ester, which means that it kicks in faster. Mm-hmm. Um, a long ester means it, the half-life is longer and also takes a longer time to actually kick in. Well, when you take that ester and you have no ester, that means it hits you right then. Yeah. And so imagine, it's pretty much like a pre-workout punch in the face. Okay. Um, you fill it instantly, within 30 minutes you fill it, and you're ready to just lift everything and be like a beast. And, and you take that... If you have issues of uh, aggression, I wouldn't take it. <laughs> and you take that with your, uh, your white monster? <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Okay. That's my white monster. That's meat day for me. Okay. And, and a bagel, right? <laughs> yeah, and a bagel. Okay. A bagel just, it just means TNE, white monster, and a bagel, and I'm ready to lift. <laughs> okay. Perfect. <laughs> um, so, have you have you had? Uh, <clears throat> I'm sure there's side effects, but have you had any um, crazy side effects from this or, or anything that you've ever thought, like, hey, maybe this isn't really worth it or anything like that? Uh, oh, God, yeah. I mean, I have, it's important, I mean, everybody has their own, like, break of, like, is this worth it or is it not? Now, some girls, they might, their voice, like, my voice has changed 100%. I would never have the voice I had before, but I also don't fucking sing for a living, so I don't give a <laughs> Yeah. 
hair on my head, uh, growing a beard, things like that. No, like I. But at the same time, if you know what you're doing and you watch your body and you have some kind of knowledge before you start sticking this stuff inside your body, you won't have those problems. Some things can affect other. Like some people can take Animar and they'll have a, a beard. Like, it's because their body doesn't do well with it. My body tends to, to have a good, you know, a better, uh, I guess just better with it. I, I don't know. Like, my hair on my legs grows faster. That's, that's, that happens. Um, I build a lot of muscle. I get stronger. But my voice will never be the same. Uh, my attitude is very, it's really bad. Like, he just set up a cunt. But uh, <laughs> I am very, I have very bad news for this guess. Like, I, I I, think that at the at the gym, I punched the wall three times and, like, busted my knuckles because I was two pounds over in weight. And that's not me. That's not the usual me. Yeah. But when you have that much in you, okay. <laughs> So you can definitely tell a difference um, in your attitude then, like when you're off and when you're on? Yes, definitely. Like when I'm off, I'm actually, I have a very bad, that's the worst side effect, to be honest, is when I come off, I get depressed, and I have really bad depression in my family, and it, um, my hormones go all crazy because I'm off, and I'll get very depressed and not want to talk to people, not want to be around anyone, and um, it to the point where I almost quit powerlifting one time, uh, it really affected me bad. That's a lot worse than my anger. My little one-third, I'm 130 pounds, I really can't hurt many people, so. <laughs> <laughs> my anger isn't that, you know, scary. Um, so, like, some people never, never come off. I mean, that's just, like, a, um, a common thing. I think that's more common with men. They just never come off. Um, is the reason that you're cycling off to kind of um, just kind of re-regulate like your, your natural homeostasis or is it more yeah. based on um, kind of what you're taking? Cause some things like you probably should come off of. Yes. Well, I take a good amount of worlds and I think that you shouldn't be on worlds that long. Um, but also I do want to balance out and get back to normal again to use again. But this is what people don't understand. These people that never come off don't understand that they're shutting themselves down. So they will eventually have to take more and more every right. day. Um, I don't want to take more and more. I want to be able to take 10 milligrams of Anavar again and it work again. Right. Um, but if I continue to take it, my body gets used to that. And it's just, it's piss in the bucket, you know? Yeah. You, you, now I'm going to have to take something else. And something else, and yeah, I do take a lot of things, but I microdose things. Um, very, very little. So you said you take a lot of um, orals. Are you um, are you seeing like a, a doctor or doing some kind of blood panels to make sure your liver's working okay and all those sorts of things? Do you get any kind of checkups just to watch watch that for that? Um, I don't, I do and I don't, I, I have, um, if 
uh, my blood pressure started changing and things like that, I would. Uh, they have it. I want to. There is like an online um, private, like pretty much blood analysis. Yeah. That you can pay for. Mm-hmm. I thought about doing that actually this year. Uh, and start doing that once a year. Uh, I haven't. I have went to the doctor because I had uh, my heart like was having uh, irregular beats and uh, pretty much she told me I should stop taking Anabar and drinking so many monsters. This is literally what she said I'm not doing. <laughs> she tried to take my monster from me and I ended up hiding it pretty much and, and I still drank it when she wasn't in the room. But she literally said stop taking Anabar and stop drinking so many monsters. So what I did was I cut my monsters in half. So, I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying, okay? <laughs> hey, you know, do what you got to do, right? <laughs> do what you, you got I, I came to the conclusion that even if she told me that if I had to stop everything, I couldn't lift, I couldn't, I, I, I had to stop much being who I was, I wasn't going to do it anyways, I'm going to use gear until I'm done lifting as much weight as I want. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I mean, it, that's how I, that's who I am. Now, I think I remember, um, you had a surgery recently, and I think I remember you posting, um, that you were like, going off cycle, like you kind of mentioned it, like, cause you were taking a break there. Um, yeah. and, and that was, I was done. I was a hundred percent in my head. I was done lifting. Again, I stopped taking steroids and I got this depression. Uh, um, there's a lot of things going on in my life and, um, it was right after the U S open and, uh, yeah, I was, I was very depressed, like I wasn't myself at all. And actually it became worse because I got the breast surgery, which is cool, whatever. I kind of wish I waited to do that because it did set me back a bit now, but I mean, I was, <laughs> shut up. He said they're dice, they're good. Anyway, so I, I was like, I was pretty dumb. And, yeah, I was done, but I think uh, it was the, um, coming off, I'm telling you, it does something to me that I, I, it, like now, just now, it's the same thing. It's that, like a lot of other people go through it too. They just don't vote. They're not vocal. One of my, my best friend, Chris, he also has very bad depression when he's off. It, it's because your hormones, your estrogen spikes, like you are just not yourself. <laughs> um, so was that because that was um, that was uh, <clears throat> probably a couple months, uh, you know, if, I can't remember exactly. But was that the longest time you've been off in a while? Um, yes, very much. I actually it was like seven or eight months. Um, I got the breast surgery um, and I'd already been off for like a month. I got that done and. I couldn't lift anyways for, I think they said like three months, but mm-hmm. um, I stopped lifting and then they gave me Percocets and I started taking those 
And I think that also helped, like, made me a hundred times worse. Um, and then I just got super depressed. And then after that, I'm like, I'm not going to lift anymore. I'm done lifting. I don't want to do it anymore. Um, I maybe lifted a couple times and I was just like, didn't care about it. Didn't, didn't want anything to do with it at all. Um, and then I got asked to be Team USA. And something about that kind of was like, I could have been Team USA and I decided to, uh, grew it up. And I was like, that, that upset me. And I was like, apparently I still care. And then I realized that, yeah, it's coming off cycle does do this to me. And when I'm off cycle, I've got to remind myself, my hormones are trying to balance back out. Yeah. <clears throat> cool. Um, <clears throat> So you didn't, uh, at least, at least from what I've seen and, and obviously I'm not like there, but you know, when I'm, uh, Instagram stalking you, <laughs> um, uh, it didn't seem like you lost that much strength. I mean, like, obviously you weren't like peaked, you know, but it seems like you, you came back pretty well and was, was lifting uh, significantly heavy weights, even after the layoff and being off cycle and all that. Yeah, it was crazy because we, I was, I was off cycle for a long time. Even when I started right back, I stayed off cycle for another month or two. Uh, just because you should just, you should just start juicing back again. Like, that's not the smart way to do it. Right. So I was like, I'm myself, my body, uh, adapt to lifting again. Um, I lost, I don't know if you see my legs compared to them now. Uh, there was a lot of muscle I lost. I went down to 109 pounds. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, I was just nothing compared to what I was. So, um, I started back again very low, just in a bar to normal, like, cycle. I think I did, like, maybe weeks. And, uh, I, the gym that I was going to, Missing Link, the guy that owns it was like, let me coach you. He's like, you got so far, he's like, let me help you get back to how you were. And after that, you can tell me if I can, you know, if I could be your coach. And I said, okay. And then we did this meet and I realized it's, it's so nice. Cause I mean, what coach comes in and decides to sit with you and like, while you're sweating, I'll wait. No, Craig has to, because Craig, is my boyfriend, so he has to, but this guy don't have to. Right. And he did, and he also just, like, it's so relaxing. Like, I have my own clients, and he'll tell me what I have to do for the day. He makes sure that I'm okay. He makes sure that if I'm in that gym, I get everything I need, and everybody stays out of my way, and he's just, it, he helped me get back to where I was at, and I really believe that his, his, the way he trains and he watched everything, he almost got, I mean, he got me past it than what I, I, I am capable of. And especially with, like, the whatever, the surgery and all the time off, that Very was cool. a lot of strength I just put back on. <clears throat> Very cool. It sounds like you're in good hands then. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's good. <clears throat> so, um, just to recap, you have, um, 
the meet at uh was that brute strength is your next one yeah brute strength that's the one i'm looking at right now i haven't signed up but i'm almost 110 percent. that's where i'm going to be going uh the other one was in san diego i decided not to do it it's the same date october 26th i'm just gonna you know pretty much save my money and do the kind of lifting i like i like the wraps um and go there, and I'm shooting for 500 again, and I'm eating Bob Jim, because Jim doesn't count nothing for me, so Very I'm cool. going to go back for the 500. <clears throat> cool, so 500 squat, and then do you have a goal for um, your total? Um, right now, I want a 10-time body weight total, so my goal for next next. Uh, need is 500 plus squat, which we're thinking, we're hoping somewhere Yeah, I mean, I've seen, um, I think I, I saw you do 455 for two, maybe more. Um, yeah. So I think, uh, I think 500's in there. You, yeah. Yeah, for yeah. sure. That's how it is, but it's just so weird for me on the days. Like, some days I feel great, some days I'm like, oh. I think it's a mental thing, like you said. Like, is it mental? Lifting is very mental. I think... Um, Something, uh, for some reason, a lot of people don't talk about um, with the deadlift is <clears throat> it's the last lift. And powerlifting moves very slow. Um, a meet can last uh, all day, you know. Um, and and especially, I think, with um, equipped lifting, you know, because you're, you're wrapping your knees and, and all that. It's like miserable and you have to deal with that. And that, that can take something out of you, at least mentally. The deadlift suffers, you know, it's, you can, um, you can do big things in the gym on the deadlift and it doesn't really manifest itself sometimes at the meet just because the squat and the bench can take that out of you. And, um, I think there's a few people out there that have, that have some magic secret to where, you know, they can, they can kind of, um, break that rule. But, uh, I think it does. It takes a lot out, and the deadlift is one of the hardest lifts in the meet because it's last. Yeah, I believe, yeah, that makes sense to me. I'm during a place that doesn't have any skier. It just is really hot in there, and you're there all day, and you're hot, and then it's the last lift, and you're just like so ready for everything to be over. Yeah, and I think, um, I think too, from what I've what I've gathered, the bench press is the most missed um, lift. You know, if, if I think that's all because of commands. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's yeah, there's fifty commands on the bench press, but um, a lot of commands and a lot of things you can do wrong. So. <laughs> but uh, that can missing a bench press that can get to you mentally too. You know, if if you that carries over anything that you do up to the deadlift carries over to the deadlift. 
and um oh yeah fell and then you have that in your head too yeah i think that's why they have like i think it's actually coming up pretty soon like the the strongman deadlift world championships and you'll see all these like ridiculous you know thousand pound 1100 pound deadlifts and stuff but then you you never i'm not gonna say never but you rarely see that at the powerlifting meets, but it's because it's last and there are all these factors. It's not like it's the first lift and you get to go and do whatever you want. And, um, you know, it's an exhausting day and stuff. I I don't think people take that into consideration a lot of the time. Um, but it definitely, I I didn't until you just said it. Yeah. (laughs) So, but I think there's ways around that. If you can, um, if you can prepare, uh, and kind of think ahead, like, Hey, this is the last lift. What am I going to, how am I going to, eat or drink or do whatever during the meet to make it to this point, keep my energy levels up and stay focused. And even if I miss here, you know, I, I have to learn to ignore that or, you know, whatever the case is. And I think there, there are some very successful people that can do that. Um, but I think, I think it's tough. I, I think, it, I really think it's, it's tough, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> cool. Well, I think we're about out of time. Uh, we're over an hour here. Um, I want to thank you, uh, very much for taking the time out of your day and um, talking to us and um, would definitely like to have you back on in the future. So um, maybe here in a few months, we'll get you back on for a follow up and see, um, you know, so you can, you can tell us about your 500 squat. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Thank yeah. you so much. Yeah. Um, this has been John the Viking Mauser with Jessica Brown, get strong or die.